0: this movie welcome back to a brand new edition of wtm watch this movie i am eric Mulder.
3: my
1: safe word is keep
0: going joining me as always is mr positivity wolfie t i
1: can't talk too long i gotta poo
0: what's up you know just watching more horror movies continuing the horror extravaganza that's right more de palma Hmm. can't mm-hmm. complain about that indeed and if i do say so myself this is probably his best film blowout from 81
3: i've i've heard people say that it's pretty good i don't know if i'll I'll put it up there as his best are we excluding scarface in this conversation
0: i'm not excluding scarface i think this is much better than scarface you think this is better than scarface
3: i find that (laughs) hard to believe it's a better
0: (laughs) film I think I can maybe have more fun with Scarface, but I think this is best all-around film.
3: I'm not saying Blowout is a bad movie by any means, but (laughs) you're going to come pretty pretty strong to to beat out Scarface. Arguably the best gangster movie of all time, as, as we've discussed on our Scarface episode from about three years ago.
0: Yeah, we did. And if you recall, I was not on board with it, even being close to the best gangster movie. You don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Easily one of the most enjoyable gangster movies ever made. (laughs) Probably the
3: funniest. The most influential movie in the history of (laughs) hip hop culture.
0: (laughs) Well, that's a given. That's a given.
3: Is, Is there a movie? I don't listen to a lot of new rap music. Is there like a movie... Even close to Scarface amongst the newer rappers that has that kind of influence,
0: I wouldn't know either, Brett.
3: <laughs> it's usually eighties pumping in my car. Every every new rapper's uh, rap name sounds like they're like uh, like the username they use on like uh, AIM or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like why are the random x's and numbers and they're numbers all, they're all on name. the gram
0: though <laughs> it's probably all their gram names well
3: that's you that's that's probably more more so what it is but it's like why why do you have like numbers in your name like why are you little whatever five
0: 2008
3: <laughs> takashi 69 <laughs> what the fuck what? and he's got x's in the middle too like what i don't even know how to pronounce this word <laughs> fucking hey
0: i don't get how so many of these people are famous or so i'm told Because like every other week on yahoo it's another famous rapper was shot and i look up the name and never heard of him
3: it's weird how many rappers have been murdered over the last like three years
0: yeah
3: and they're all like 20 and it's like i thought I thought the gangster rap beefs ended in the '90s.
0: Mm-hmm. And
3: then it ended with Biggie and Tupac, and then everybody, you know, tied their flags together and, you know, came together as one. It was a
0: Bloods and Crips picnic. <laughs> <laughs> I guess everyone just moves their beef to social media nowadays.
3: Well, it's funny. I I've seen news reports where they talk about how gangs—not just like rappers or whatever, but like actual like gangs use uh, like Facebook Live or whatever to uh, go to their rival gang's neighborhood and live stream just to, to start a fight. <laughs> <laughs> like, look where we is right now. We are in your hood.
0: I just DM'd your girl Instagram.
3: <laughs> Slid in our DMs.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we should probably get back to blowout. We are continuing our horror extravaganza with our second of three De Palma films. We already did *Just to Kill*. Now we moved up one year to '81 with *Blowout*. We're going to continue with De Palma with uh, *Body Double* from '84 uh, next week. But uh, yeah, when did you first see *Blowout*? Was this another one that I borrowed to you like *Just to Kill*? No, I think this one
3: I was saw. Uh i think it was after we started doing the podcast together so maybe like three or four years ago and uh i don't know it must have been on tcm or um one of the other premium channels that i have because i don't think you lent it to me and i feel like i watched it before you did
0: okay yeah i don't know Cause I kind of
3: remember her talking about it and you're like, Oh yeah, I wanted to see that, but uh, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. But... I know
0: I bought it sight unseen just like just to kill uh, is a Barnes and Noble sale half off, you know? So I bought a couple Blu-rays, the criterions.
3: Yeah. I feel like I watched it and then we talked about it and it was one of those ones where you're like, Oh man, I've always wanted to see that. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, then obviously you saw it and you, you enjoyed it quite a bit
0: that i did it is my favorite department and it is his best easily have you seen the movie blow up no but i was going to bring that up i saw that movie before i saw Blowout. okay you did yeah but you're not a big fan of subtitles is it it's not subtitle? No, it's no it's british okay because i saw it was a british italian production because the director was michelangelo Antonioni
3: (laughs) okay yeah they they speak uh, English in Britain (laughs) so it was in English but it was like it was like set in like the British mod stuff like everything was like super like British mod uh, era um so it was kind of interesting I think came out like 69 so it was kind of like right in the heyday of that stuff that's really interesting too it's it's a very similar i assume De Palma probably borrowed pretty literally from that yeah movie. F-
0: from what i read it's very very similar except that they switch out um well instead of audio recording specific it's kind of geared around uh, photography yeah and blow, and, up.
3: and blow up it's in photography and um so basically a photographer is uh taking photos in a a park and he witnesses somebody die and then he he's got to look through his pictures to see you know like if he could figure out like why or how it happened and so like it it's kind of the technical process of developing the photos and blowing them making them bigger and zooming in and trying to see more detail and things like that so I, i would recommend it I think it was on HBO Max, but I think it just got taken off. Okay. So I don't think it's on there anymore. But if you like this one, you'll probably uh, enjoy that one. Maybe not as much, but uh, they're very similar themes.
0: Yeah. um, I was pretty much blown away when I first saw it. It exceeded my expectations. that were already pretty high. Um, it's Soup's Meta. Love that. I love how they lay out the whole process of filmmaking. And I thought the idea of John Travolta being the sound man for horror films was also pretty cool. So I love the yeah. whole the whole intro is great. With the cheesy 80s slasher, bunch of co-eds, you know, having sex and fingering themselves and taking showers as they want to do.
3: It's all of the Palma's favorite things. <laughs> yeah. the, uh, soft focus and the showers and you know, i just saw carrie at the theater last mm-hmm. week and uh starts the same fucking way <laughs> 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 it's like like three De Palma movies in a row that i've seen they all start with fucking shower scenes
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a yeah. big difference from carrie to this though is travolta's acting is a hundred times better he's awesome in here i think and he's not very good in <laughs> Carrie. No, he's just starting out. You know, I can kind of see it, but I think Carrie was his
3: first like actual movie.
0: Yeah. If it if it wasn't, it was very close. Saturday Night Fever was a whole year later.
3: Yeah, I think he was doing Welcome Back, Connor at that time.
0: Okay, one of your favorite shows. <laughs> I haven't seen
3: that in years, but I I did watch it occasionally. Yeah. With the Horshack, who we remember from Friday the 13th, part six.
0: Jason lives. So he's also in a film called The Devil's Reign from 75. Some other TV shows. Looks like the first thing he did was the Emergency television series in uh, an episode in 72. But uh, yeah, because he's. it's not great and carry but he's he's incredible in here he definitely could have uh won an oscar for
3: this i think and then he followed it up with staying live and then uh and then everybody <laughs> forgot about, forgot about him until yep. uh what uh look who's talking mm-hmm. which isn't like a, i mean it's a six-year span like it's not too bad and then i guess pulp fiction if you go all the way to pulp fiction that's that's almost a full ten years, yeah. eleven years even. Because you just did the voice and look who's talking, didn't he? Or no, 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 no he, he was. was the, he was
0: the. He was the dad? The dad. That's right. Bruce Willis was the voice, and Roseanne Barr. The look who's one. talking I too. I forget who was the voice of the dogs, right? And look who's talking now. So dogs the dogs in that one. Did they do a third one? Look yeah. who's talking now.
3: Yeah. I don't remember that at all oh you, you don't remember that cinematic marvel <laughs> i uh i started watching look who's talking when i was very young and the first scene is her giving birth and uh, i i said this is not for me <laughs> and so yep. i didn't finish it
0: look who's talking now from 93 with travolta and christie Alley reprising their roles the dogs can talk at a family of four where mom loses her job at the same day dad gets a job as pilot for a cute single boss. Ooh. Trouble brewing in their household.
3: <laughs> well, he's going to have to sleep with the boss. I mean, that's it's the rules.
0: Mm-hmm. Danny it's DeVito fair. might have been the voice of one of the dogs.
3: Is that why Travolta got his pilot's license?
0: Uh, <laughs> I can't remember the storylines of that. I do remember he's a pilot. That's about well, it you,
3: well you just read it off in the synopsis that he was a pilot but i'm just wondering like did he go like full meta he's like i, get, I gotta get a pilot's license i'm gonna play a pilot and look who's talking three <laughs>
0: <laughs> i just remember that he was a pilot the first one or at least an aspiring pilot i remember something <laughs> happened in an airport but anyways um before we get further into the film Let's go over the details here.
3: Just real quick. Uh, I looked, Blow Up is
0: still on HBO Max. Okay. So you do have an opportunity to go watch that. So it was, of course, directed by Brian De Palma, also written by him and an uncredited Bill Messi Jr. or Meche, M E S C E. Not familiar with them. Stars John Travolta as Jack. Nancy Allen as Sally. John Lithgow as Burke. Dennis Franz as Manny Carp. Peter Boyden as Sam. Kurt May plays Donahue. John Aquino as Detective Mackey. John McMartin is Lawrence Henry. Deborah Everton is uh, the hooker who gets killed in the stall. Uh, any other actors you want to bring up? Not seeing a whole lot here. No, I don't. Think so. Okay. Synopsis A movie sound recorder accidentally records the evidence that proves that a car accident was actually murder and consequently finds himself in danger. As we talked about, the intro kind of starts. Uh, it's, we don't know it quite yet, but it's a horror film. And uh, it's a killer stalking his prey. It uh, looks like it to be a sorority of some sort. Yeah. And uh, he's, it was funny because. It's all from his point of view. Right. A lot of steady cam shots. And you can kind of, it was like a heartbeat part of the score. And then you can also kind of hear him breathing. It kind of reminded <laughs> me of uh, the breather from Student Bodies. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or like literally every other slasher movie up to that point. Yeah, starting I mean, with Black Christmas. I forget, when we watched 10 to Midnight, can you hear him breathing at all when he's stalking his Bray? I couldn't remember. I don't recall, but I don't.
3: Did, I don't recall if they did a PLV shot for him either.
0: Yeah, I don't think they did. I remember seeing a, a lot of third-person shots of him because he was naked <laughs> all the time. But <laughs> he's always just
3: standing in the perfect spot, so you can't see his dick and balls <laughs> unless he's like running. Then <laughs> you get maybe a maybe a quick quick peek but mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of bare buttocks on that kid
0: sure was well
3: what was funny about this uh, opening scene too to me was so it's it's clearly like all pov and he's got his knife and like would what, what he kill somebody out does he kill somebody outside i can't remember he kills that cop anyways yeah he goes inside the sorority and he's like standing directly in front of these girls looking <laughs> at them. And they like, they don't even like, it doesn't even like register that this creepers in the building. Yeah. And then I like the quick shot of him in the mirror. And it's just like this fat bald guy <laughs> like, glasses.
0: I forget. Uh, I think we'll s- see it in fun facts, but I thought I knew like who that was from something
3: just looks so out of place
0: yeah but i was just was
3: laughing when they're like they're standing in the hallway staring at him in the face <laughs> <Like> they <laughs> act like they don't even see him <laughs> he's got a knife in his hand <laughs> like... <laughs> uh-huh. but then you realize it's just a movie within a movie and like it's a low budget slasher movie that nobody gives a shit about and it goes with the territory
0: so john coppolino jr is the actor because uh he's credited as maniac so i assume that's him and uh but he has no other credits to his name that is it
3: no pictures of him either
0: on imdb maybe we'll find some more in fun facts later but um yeah he uh gets into the bathroom and he's gonna stab a woman in the shower and he peels the curtain back and lifts the knife and she screams. And it's God awful. <laughs> and it leads us to her first clip.
1: God screams terrible. <laughs> what cat did you strangle to get that? The cat that you hired. That's her voice. You mean you didn't dub that? No. That's hers. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes.
3: We're gonna run that back again. I wanna hear the scream.
2: <laughs> and kill all the effects except for the scream. And it's shit. Look, Jack, I didn't hire that girl for her scream. I hired that girl for her tits.
1: Well, then what are you worried about? With those tits, who's gonna be watching her scream? Let's move on. But oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Come on, Jack. Look, how many years we worked together? Let's see. I met you on, uh, Bloodbath, right? Yeah. And then we did Bloodbath 2. And then we did, uh, Bad Day at Blood Beach then we did Bordello of Blood. And then, uh, well, that brings us up to date, Co-Ed Frenzy. By the way, I didn't tell you this, but uh, I'd like to think this is our finest film. Almost two years. Oh god, two years, five films in two years. What do we do? You, know, you know what I can't figure out?
2: I can't figure out what a smart guy like you is still doing that shit for him.
1: Oh, come on. You do the shit. I do the sound. Come oh, no, on. you do the shit. Oh, is that Yeah, right? like that wind in the trees. It sounds like you're whistling in the crap. That's the library stuff. We used it a million times. That is the trouble. I have heard it a million times. Now get something new. New wind. Yeah, got it. And what about that scream? We gotta dub that. All right. You know any good screamers?
2: I got a few ideas. Yeah, I bet you do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just worry about the scream, will you, huh?
0: now um you know he's talking about the films that he worked on him with previously and he mentions bordello of blood i'm thinking yeah that's a real movie now at the time it wasn't real but it did come out in 96 it Was that uh, tales from the crypt movie did you ever see that no okay neither have i
3: isn't dennis miller in that
0: yes he is
3: i think that's the only thing i know about it. it's uh
0: tales from the crypt
3: and dennis miller is in it yep Never seen it. So
0: is Corey Feldman. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. William Sadler, your boy.
3: <laughs> My boy, who I really only like in Bill and Ted movies and <laughs> don't recognize him in Die Hard 2. I like else. him in
0: Die Hard 2, I'm sure. <laughs> you see all of him in Die Hard 2. Oh
3: boy, do you? <laughs> <laughs> he was in something I saw recently and then I, I didn't realize it until afterward can't remember what it was, though.
0: So Bordello of Blood is about the Crypt Keeper returns to tell the story of a funeral parlor that moonlights as a vampire bordello. Might have to check it out. You know, I never really have seen any of those Tales from the Crypt films. I remember watching the show when I was a kid a little bit. Yeah. You know, I'd kind of watch it. You know, the parents weren't around type of thing. So I was like probably like six, seven (laughs) i remember knowing about the
3: show and the, the crypt keeper and i don't know if i watched any of them i've wanted to go back and watch the series but like for some reason hbo doesn't have it on their streaming service even though it's a it was an hbo show mm-hmm. and i don't know who else has it but well, i saw burdell of blood is on stars stars which comcast took out of my package because Disney owns it. <laughs> uh,
0: of course they do. All
3: right. Well, How about that? Uh, that director always He says, uh, you know, Travolta asked him, you know, any screamers? And he says, I got a few ideas. Mm-hmm. And it's because he fucks girls for auditions. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's an open secret they would never do something like that in the (laughs) early 80s late 70s
3: like how could how could anybody have foreseen the
0: harvey weinstein
3: thing coming when they've been making jokes about it in movies for the last
0: 70 years (laughs) harvey weinstein who kind of also got a start with 80s slasher films with the burning remember that Oh boy
3: the burning is definitely a harvey weinstein film (laughs) We did a whole episode on that and it's like every every fucking scene is like, yeah, this definitely is a Harvey Weinstein film. Oh my god. <laughs> it was right out there in the open. Everybody everybody just, you know, let it go.
0: I like to think of it more as a Jason Alexander film than a Harvey Weinstein <laughs> film.
3: <laughs> That's not really fair to Jason Alexander, but that again <laughs> You don't know. You don't hear about his personal life very frequently either.
0: Mm. Holly <laughs> Hunter and uh, Fisher Stevens.
3: Fisher Stevens. Before
0: he was an Indian actor. <laughs> Before Fisher Stevens
3: was best known for appropriating culture and wearing brown face. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, That's so funny. I think we're going to have to do short circuit for uh, movies from our youth this next year. I was thinking about that one. Yeah,
3: I didn't watch it when i was a kid but uh, i'd be up for that episode i'd be up for
0: that all right oh hopefully more on that later <laughs> let's get back to the story here so and then it just leads to jack uh, going out to record sounds which is pretty fascinating yeah like there are certain screams or gunshots especially okay you, you've been watched a lot of bond movies recently now there's a gun ping sound that is in like damn near every <laughs> bond movie it's supposed to be like a you know bullets ricocheting off of metal. Right? right. But it's you hear it over and over again multiple times in pretty much all the movies, even into the Brosnan era. I don't think I hear it as much anymore. Although I swore I, I thought in Spectre there was a couple of sound effects that I recognized, but maybe not. But anyways, yeah, there's some of them and like a scream, then you got the Wilhelm scream, and mm-hmm. there's certain other screams that you seem to always hear when someone's falling. You know, somebody maybe gets shot and falls over a, a railing. Yep. And you always hear that same yell, especially in Bond movies.
3: One of my favorite things is uh, in uh, the N64 game, Major League Baseball featuring Ken Griffey Jr. The menu screen had a, a crowd sound effect on it. Mm-hmm. And I've heard that in so many, like, commercials and TV shows since then. It's so... <laughs> Recognizable, like every time I hear it, I'm like, it just brings me back to playing Major League Baseball starring Ken Gurvey Jr. <laughs> and that yeah. was that was 25 years ago. That game came out. Like they're still mm-hmm. using it.
0: And so that director's got a point. You know, I've heard this. He's heard some of these sounds a million times. Need some new ones. um And you know, I've seen you know little TikToks and YouTube videos of people uh, kind of doing. Uh, their own sound effect recording hmm. and some of it's pretty fascinating some of the uh, ways they get their desired sounds but uh yeah uh john travolta jack terry as he's known in here goes about it the natural way just going out into nature and recording nature
3: standing in a park mm-hmm. this is a game on practical jokers i'd never watched that show i've never seen it <laughs> brought it up or several times and you've yet you've yet to watch it <laughs> they're all on hbo max so you have access to it. okay no but they have a game where they uh <laughs> so like they take turns where one guy goes out in like the park and they have this janky like boom mic setup mm-hmm. and then they have to record people's conversations and then when they get caught they have to get permission to keep recording and have to they people say it's okay they win and if they say no it's a loss well jack terry is fucking doing that in this movie but he's not asking for permission he's just eavesdropping and mm-hmm. that couple trying to have a romantic walk <laughs> in the park
0: i thought it was okay so yeah that couple the woman is scared and thinks uh, jack looks like a creep and whatnot but it, does, it, lo- it, it looks like he's holding a gun and like nobody ever <laughs> mentions anything about that like he's there's po- a dude pointing a gun at us right now.
3: He's pointing <laughs> it directly in their direction. And then like, as they walk away, he follows them with it. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like chuckling to himself. Like he looks like a maniac.
0: <laughs> so then he hears some more sounds. There's an owl. There's a, a frog. I thought that frog sound effect was weird. It's just like yeah. a thumping. Mm-hmm. Unbeknownst to us at the time, there's John Lithgow playing with his garage wire thing from his watch. Oh, okay.
3: Yeah, I didn't even pick up on that.
0: Because Jack Terry hears it, wondering what the hell that is. And then it stops because you can tell he puts it away to pick up his gun so he can shoot out the tire. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, because he also, I think he hears that sound later. Although I was, I was watching for it this time around. And maybe I just missed it. If I was writing down a note or something, but because I thought I remember Jack hearing that sound again when he's listening to Sally at the end. Oh, maybe. Because well, uh, the they're down in the, the subway end, and he pulls it out. Like well, at before the end, too, take like he, the subway.
3: At, at the end, he also recognizes that it's not the voice of the reporter that he was in contact with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really pick up on that. You might be right. But uh, I, I didn't catch that. Um, he definitely hears the uh, car barreling down that windy road. Mm-hmm. Was this was this before or after Ted Kennedy did the same thing? Uh, that is a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's in the trivia. Maybe we'll catch it later. Let's just see. Chopper
0: Kwidic. Let's look that up.
3: Although Ted Ted Kennedy survived, and his uh, his date died.
0: Okay, yeah, that was in 1969. Ted Kennedy and Mary Jo Kopechny. Kopechny? He had no consequences. He was in Congress for like another 45 years. (laughs) There was that movie that came out a little while ago. Yeah, I never saw that. Did you see that movie? No. But uh, I'd be interested in it. So yeah, uh, cars barreling down the road and you hear a bang and tire blows out and the car crashes in the, the little lake there. Is it a river? I can't a remember. Creek. I think they called it a Creek. Okay. It was kind of deep for a Creek. Yeah. And uh, John Travolta races down there to try and save the day. And he sees that there is some people trapped in the car. And he uh, finally breaks the window and rescues Sally. Same cannot be said for the, candidate mcryan yes
3: who was leading he had a 60 percent lead in the the polls for the uh what presidential primary Mm -hmm. the governor of pennsylvania
0: very popular i forget did they mention what party he was with
3: i don't think so but it sounded like he was running against the incumbent because there was like the president and then mcryan and then like undecided but they didn't say like the president's name (laughs) like like it was just president yeah um but it i think they said it was the primaries so he must have been running against the incumbent president which is a weird thing because usually if you're president they just let you run a second time unopposed yeah unless
0: you did like a really shitty job he's a lame duck president maybe
3: well, who would have been present back then? Uh Carter. Well, Reagan would have been in office. No, yeah, Carter would have been probably on there filming it, and then mm-hmm. by the time this came out, it would've been Reagan. Yeah. It's really not that important. He just uh just needed a a reason for somebody to want to assassinate him. Yeah. <laughs> Either his character
0: or otherwise. Maybe it was uh because of the gas crisis. We're like, oh, we got to get this guy out?" <laughs> But he was the one that's coming in
3: because he wanted to keep the president in place. Who? The people that uh, were behind the conspiracy. Oh, I they thought you were to...
0: talking about, sorry, I thought you were talking about somebody else. No, I'm still talking McRother. about. I thought you were yeah. about McRyan. I'm like, no, no, he's running against him.
3: No, yeah. I said that because you, you made it seem like McRyan was already there and are trying to get him no, out. No, you're trying to get him out of the race.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, that leads us to the hospital where uh, Jack is uh, gets to talking to by, well, two people. He gets questioned first by a, it's kind of like a regular cop, right? Yeah. And the cop is awfully
3: dismissive because mm-hmm. uh, Jack is adamant that he pulled a, a girl out of the car. And the cop's like, what girl? There was no girl in the car. Like, yeah, the girl that I came to the hospital, with. <laughs> mm-hmm. I pulled her out of the car. The cop's like, no, that's not what happened. Very dismissive. And we find out a, a why pretty, pretty quickly. Like
0: everybody's kind of in the pocket of the president's campaign. Mm-hmm. That leads us to our next clip where uh, this guy named Lawrence Henry talks to Jack.
2: You pulled the girl out of that car? Yes. Well, I would like for you to forget about her, forget you ever saw her.
1: Wait a minute.
2: Who, who are you? My name is Lawrence Henry. I work for Governor McGryan. Oh. Uh. He was also a friend. He was my friend.
1: Well, look, I, I'm I'm very sorry about the governor. And I, I, I obviously would have loved to have saved his life, too. But uh, I mean, I was there and she was there. Yeah, well, we know what happened. But the
2: governor is dead now. and. You don't want to embarrass his family. Do you have any idea what the press would do if they got a hold of a thing like this?
1: What do you want me to do, just say she wasn't there? I mean, uh, I already told the police. That's already taken care of. All right, what about the girl? I'll talk to her. I'm sure she'll cooperate. just one playmate just vanishes from McRyan's car just like that? That's right. Oh, Jesus, I don't know. I don't know. Can't, can't
2: you keep your mouth shut? It's better the governor died alone.
1: I just don't know if I can do that. I mean, I was there, she was there, and... Who gives a damn that you were there? You want to tell his wife that he died with his
2: hand up some girl's dress? Or maybe you'd rather she read it in the
1: papers? Well, that is what happened. I mean, that is the truth, isn't it?
2: What difference does that make to you? and it would make a great deal of difference to his family. Yeah. Good. I'll slip you and the girl out the back.
0: Uh, before I forget, so I was looking at the cast list again, and the detective who talks to him right before this clip, we were just referencing his name is j patrick mcnamara you know who he is don't you it's mr oh. preston from bill and ted oh <laughs> missy's first husband <laughs> oh my goodness wouldn't that, wouldn't that be right when they be missy's first husband yeah because then the she's second, married to ted's dad in the second
3: in the second movie <laughs> he's married she's married to ted ted's dad and uh bill's dad is just so depressed <laughs> like <laughs>
0: That's and, uh,
3: if I remember correctly, in the third movie, she marries Deacon.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> still old Deacon's Easter basket. Oh, yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I knew he looked familiar. I was just like, oh, where do I know that guy from? It's
0: basically the only thing I recognize him from. I didn't look through his whole filmography, but. The two Bill and Ted movies are two of the four listed first on IMDB. Where do you want to go next? We start talking about John Lithgow. I think maybe he gets introduced here, maybe.
3: Yeah, well, so Jack and Sally officially meet at the hospital, right? And Sally's really loopy. Mm -hmm. Like she she must have concussion or something. Or brain damage from being underwater, (laughs) maybe. I don't know. Like she seems really ditzy like really that's out of, just uh, Nancy Allen just out of her mind just uh, I don't know there's something wrong with her and he takes her uh, to a motel because you know people are gonna be looking for them at her place or at his place and that's where he plays back the recordings that he was doing in the park and that's where he first hears that there was a gunshot. Or at least he confirms it. I can't remember if he mentioned that at the at the hospital or not. But he he confirmed it on the recording that there was a gunshot before the the tire blew out, and so now he knows it's a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I think from there is where we first meet John Lithgow's character. Which I didn't even I didn't really recognize him at first. Uh, they they do a lot of they don't really show his face until later. Um, but he goes into the, uh, impound lot and he changes out the tire with the gunshot puncture, uh, with a, uh, just a regular blown out tire. Mm -hmm. Sneaky, pretty sneaky.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about, uh, before the show, his roles in the eighties, you think this is kind of similar to his other roles from that decade. I, think I, so. I haven't really seen him in much because uh believe it or not i've still never seen footloose i know he's he's like the reverend or preacher in there right
3: yeah he's the uh yeah he's the the, the reverend or whatever he wants um, everyone to so he's dancing he's, he's not as eccentric in that one so i guess that would be kind of an outlier he did
0: a lot more stuff in
3: the 80s than i thought
0: he did the only thing i saw of him from the 80s is harry and the hendersons when i was a kid <laughs> but i do remember watching uh, cliffhanger a bit as a kid that was one of those movies we got from showtime right he plays the villain in that so there were some films i'd seen him in where he was like the villain like buckaroo Banzai, he was kind of out there kind of a uh, eccentric character and I haven't seen Raising Cain yet, but seems to be a antagonist in that film.
3: Yeah, I guess I haven't seen a ton of stuff he's been in, but it seems like more, more often than not, he, he's kind of outlandish in a lot of those roles earlier in his career. Maybe even alien, if you will. <laughs> Otherworldly. Like in uh, <laughs> Third Rock from the Sun. Is that yeah. what you're trying to get at?
0: <laughs> trying. And... <laughs> Yeah, I don't, he was in that uh, 2010, your Remake Contact. Never seen that. No,
3: that's one of those ones where it's like, I, I'm i intrigued by it, but I never really liked 2001 A Space Odyssey. And I, I almost want to watch that first before I see 2010. Yeah. But then I like, every time I think about watching it again, I'm like, ah, I don't really want to watch that.
0: So he was in something called Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back The original radio drama From 83 It was a TV yeah. series apparently He's in two episodes It's a radio drama version of The Empire Strikes Back On TV
3: yeah, He was that's, the voice I still... of Yoda <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I still weird. don't get what this is He was in the Twilight Zone movie but how is it a radio drama if it's on television?
3: I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's just, maybe it's like, you know, at the uh, at Christmas time, they have the Yule log and it's just a steady <laughs> shot of the, the burning fireplace. Yeah. Maybe it's like that, but it's just like a radio.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> I kind of remember seeing the, uh, the Don Quixote TV movie where yeah. uh, John Lithgow played it. He, was he in played on his- Jazz. He played himself in the TV series Cosby in 1999.
0: Played himself.
3: He played a character named John Lithgow. <laughs> <laughs> so I assume I assume it was himself. Hmm.
0: But yeah, he is terrific in here. It's a great role for him. He's good at acting. I don't know how would you describe his character. He's like uh, psychotic or kind of like detached from reality seems very calm and collected at the same time
3: yeah I mean at times he he seems less calm and collected but uh like he he's definitely detached from reality mm. like he he is touched in the head
0: he's got a little tick with that he likes playing with a dirt wire
3: <laughs> we find out later that he wants to cover up the murder of Sally by Making it look like it's part of a string of sex murders. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> like he makes so much extra work for himself this whole movie. I can't just kill her. I have to kill like three other women first to make it look like it's part of these other series of murders. <laughs>
3: and really, it's the whole thing's his fault. Cause, uh, you know, I don't know. We might get to it later, but uh, it's a bit of a spoiler that. He took it upon himself to shoot out the tire, even though they just needed pictures of the guy with the girl.
0: (laughs) Yep. It's in a clip we'll be listening to later, but he says he always stayed within a certain margin of error. Like, I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk a little bit more about Nancy Allen, We watched her dress to kill. And we talked a little bit on that episode about her acting skills or lack thereof. Right. I think we've touched on it a little bit. Yeah. It's like, she's so hard for me to figure out because I'm pretty damn sure she can't act a lick, but yet she's somehow still very charismatic to me. Like I like her. I yeah. like seeing her on screen. And some of it I think is like the dialogue she's given. It's worse than just to kill. She has some, you know, you really liked your mom, <laughs> huh? <laughs> she, she doesn't have the best lines. Uh, she has some better dialogue. I think the dialogue is leaps and bounds better than just to kill uh, in here and *Blowout*. And, but she's still like, I don't know. Like, I just don't think she can act, but yet it still works. I guess it fits yeah. her character too, a little bit. Maybe that's just, she's going for, she's just really losing herself in that role.
3: Well, <laughs> like it it's so over the top. And blowout of how she plays the uh, the Sally character. Like she's she's got this thick accent, mm-hmm. and uh, she's just like so ditzy, like like borderline mentally retarded. <laughs> 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 she doesn't go all the way there, uh, so you know she's kept herself open for Oscar nominations by doing by not going all the way. but but like like you you kind of wonder like how she's lived this long in her life being like as dumb as she is as the character yeah and uh yeah yeah it's very over the top like it's it seems unnatural but then again like i guess there are people who are actually like that so like maybe that was a choice maybe that was intentional
0: and she seems almost too nice for what you would think her character would be. I mean, yeah. she's basically a hooker, maybe you know, maybe not hundred percent technically a hooker, but it's like she's getting all these like ruining all these people's lives and careers by getting uh, scandalous pictures taken with them and whatnot and sleeping mm-hmm. with them for money. And yet she's like the whole movie, she's like, oh, oh, gee whiz, and oh, golly. And it's it's like she's so aloof. She never knows what the fuck is going on. And it's like, I think you know exactly what you're doing, but it doesn't sound like it.
3: Right. (laughs) She's definitely being taken advantage of by uh, Manny Karp, Mm -hmm. who she doesn't really understand that until she does i guess <laughs> like she kind of puts two and two together when she starts explaining the whole scheme like, yeah wait a minute <laughs> he could have got me killed
0: <laughs> Yeah, john travolta kind of has to spell it out for her though that's true yeah and she still doesn't believe him but then when she goes to confront manny he- like everything he says to her just confirms everything that jack told her
3: and then he's like what's the big deal like he, <laughs> he's just like he doesn't understand her problem with it <laughs> like so what? you could have died yeah yeah i, I got th- three times as much money as what i told you i got so what <laughs> <laughs> what's the problem it's funny how uh The Jack character just tolerates Sally through this whole thing because, like, Mm -hmm. he needs her to corroborate his story. Yeah. Otherwise, like, you know, they could just squash him and get, you know, rub him out and get rid of him and, uh, you know, they'd be good. But it's, it's harder when you have two of them together, like, you know, with the evidence. Mm -hmm. Obviously, speaking of evidence, Manny Carp just happened to be testing out his new high-speed film in the park that night (laughs) hiding in the bushes (laughs) unseen to everybody (laughs) with the perfect angle
0: i'm sure it had a great night vision filter on it that he was trying (laughs) to test out but never did yeah around this time like they go to that hotel uh, jack and sally She's sleeping, and he's listening to the tape, and he hears what he believes to be a gunshot. And yeah, Manny Carp sells those pictures to some of the newspapers, or maybe his Time Magazine or something similar. Yeah. And um, he eventually puts it all together. He buys one of the publications and cuts out all the pictures, and puts together a little, a little film. He syncs it up with his sound that he recorded, and uh, he can see there's a little poof of smoke looks like a gunshot a little bit of a flash in one frame Mm -hmm. and uh yeah he makes a film of the assassination and he makes i think a couple of copies and this is about the time so he meets up with sally again yeah
3: sally's about to skip town so she's at the train station Mm -hmm. and jack invites her for a drink And she misses her train because she's so busy telling him about her makeup.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, she owed him that drink because he saved her life.
3: That's right. Well, it was her idea in the first place when she was in the hospital. They totally out of her mind, either on painkillers or just with concussion. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, she's really obsessed with her makeup, though. It's like this. I want that's so cool that you do movies because I want to do movies too, do makeup. <laughs> This is the this took two hours. It's the no makeup look. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's you like two hours to look like you don't have makeup on. Jeez. <laughs> and it's at that that meeting where Jack she asked Jack about like how he got into the uh sound recording for movies and
0: mm-hmm.
3: kind of talks about how he Used to take apart radios and put them back together when he was a kid and won all the science fairs. You know the
0: type. The and, city uh, science championships. <laughs> <laughs>
3: he beat out that Peter guy <laughs> it is Peter. It was tw- 20 calculations or something <laughs> in the binary.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it can store 20 binary numbers, mother. <laughs> wow it just it just lights flash on and off like it doesn't do anything
3: <laughs> but then he's you know he went into the army and then he was helping the police and he tells this story about how he fucked up his one assignment with the police trying to undercover or uh uncover the uh corruption in the department
0: mm-hmm.
3: which uh obviously he didn't uh didn't get exposed as being involved in this whole situation uh, because like every other corrupt cop seemed to not really recognize him yeah. uh, throughout the rest of the movie, but they very clearly were uh, involved in some way, shape or form with that corruption.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, that leads us to our next clip where he's telling the story of, uh, yeah, <laughs> he quit that and went into the movie business.
1: About movies. I thought you want to know about movies.
4: Yeah, movies are great, but I mean, this is... this is like real life on the streets, you know? It's exciting.
1: All right. I, um, I wired their best undercover cop. A guy by the name of Freddie Corso. And one of Freddy's cases was to, uh, set up a corrupt police captain who was trying to shake down a mob guy. And my job was to rig a wire on him so I could record the conversation.
4: Wait a minute. What do you mean wire?
1: Well, it's just a tiny little mic that's attached to a transmitter that I strapped around Freddie's waist. Mackie, hand me the tape. Okay, Freddie, you me a sound check. Count to ten. One, two, three, four, five. This is great wire. I mean, it was one of these deals where you blocks away and you could hear everything within 10 feet of him fantastic hey Mill, how you doing hello freddy how you doing good to see you nice seeing you you look good yeah so do you. you look like a million in that get up thank you so uh i brought somebody here i want you to meet captain kennedy this is Mill.
2: who the fuck wants to meet captain kennedy Mill, take it easy Hey, no scooch of the folly. I don't want to meet him. Hey, take it easy. This man can put the cap on everything. You won't be able to go to the bathroom alone. All right, come on in the car. We'll take a ride and we'll talk a little
1: bit. All right. And the first thing that the uh, captain says to the mob guy, he says, Son.
2: Look, I understand that the man has a brother-in-law. Okay? Now, I happen to see him talking to his brother-in-law. Now, the brother-in-law is a known felon, Freddie, and milts out on parole, and that's a parole violation. Now, I'm going to have to tell the parole officer. If I tell a parole officer, he's going back in the can. But uh, I think I could work something out that I don't have to tell him for uh, 5000 bucks. $5, $5,000? Freddie, you little brick. we started this thing for $1,000. $1,000! Now, wait is. a minute!
1: I've been getting as clear as a bell on tape when I started to hear the static. You think
2: you're doing uh, a We can work this thing out! I mean, boy. Uh, He's going up the river. young right. right told me? What's the matter? I don't You're sweating.
1: You. What's the matter? The one thing the fucking whiz kid didn't think of was maybe that uh, Freddy would get nervous and he'd sweat. He's sweating so bad that the battery and the transmitter is out and burning a hole in him. Hey, pull over at this gas station. I got to take a piss.
0: So he rushes in to find... The cop is hung by his own recording equipment. Yeah. So it's a his, pretty, uh,
3: pretty strong stall.
0: <laughs> yeah, <a> pretty <laughs> strong wire too.
3: Carrying his own weight. That, or that dude is not small.
0: Yeah. He's a pretty big dude. Yeah, so he uh, blames himself of course for getting that undercover cop killed. And leaves the cop game behind probably for the best mm-hmm. until he gets an itch later and he's like, let's try this again. But with Sally, <laughs> women don't sweat. It's okay. <laughs> and I'll be close by. Except I won't be.
3: <laughs> as long as she doesn't get on a fucking train. <laughs> uh, so, you know, he finishes his story and then from there, we think that Burke is stalking Sally mm-hmm. and he uh, he grabs her and they fall into this uh, like construction area. it's like a pit and he strangles her. I thought she was still alive because she was blinking. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not Sally. It looks just like her, but like you find out later, it's not her. Like I guess if you recognize faces, you you find out what she turns over.
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought maybe that uh, Lothgau from Aways thought it was Sally as well, and then just tried to kill her. That's and what then we I thought. found out it wasn't her. He's like, "Oh shit, I just killed some random woman." Well, I can use this to my advantage and just kill one or two more and make it like a string of murders. <laughs>
3: I I think that's probably what happened because I thought that too is like he just fucked up and then like he just, uh, you know, his mind starts working and, you know, gonna figure it out. He carves a a Liberty Bell in her uh, lower abdomen region with an ice pick Mm. that he picked up after uh, following Sally through the market. Yep. So that was that was going to be the calling card. Was there going to be the Liberty Bell
0: sex killer? Yeah, <laughs> Liberty Bell strangler or something.
3: Like, was it a sex crime? Because they said he he uh, like mutilated her genital region, also, or did he did he just like rape her too?
0: I'm not sure because so I remember them saying that he mutilated the body and like stabbed her in like the shape of a liberty bell yeah like design on her i'm not sure if that was like i don't know in her crotch region or was in her so, stomach yeah or... i
3: think they said they said it was like the lower abdominal and genital region
0: okay so like her beam so, is know. the bell basically
3: but... <laughs> well i assume like if you if you mutilate the genitals like that might be considered a sex murder but Usually like I would think maybe he'd maybe he on or two or something,
0: you know. Maybe the TV's just trying to sexy it up a bit.
3: No, he's the one that called it a sex
0: kill Oh, he did? Well, okay.
3: Yeah. He
0: says oh, there's oh, right. like yeah. a
3: series of sex killings.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he's like we can actually uh I think that's that could be our next clip.
2: Like,
1: what
0: John Livko talking to his handler.
1: Supposed to get
2: some pictures of McRae, not kill him. I understood the objectives of the operation. I never concurred with them. But I didn't kill him, it was an accident. You accidentally shot out the tire of his car? As you may recall, this was my initial plan as proposed at our meeting of July 6th. We rejected that plan, don't you remember? Of course, I do admit I had to exceed the parameters of my authority somewhat, but I always stayed within an acceptable margin of error. After all, the objective was achieved, he was eliminated from the election. Burke, I don't know you. I've never seen you. Don't ever call me again. Just a minute, sir. We got some loose ends. I changed the tire, made it look like a blowout. I Erased the sound guy's tape so everybody will think he's a crackpot. Carp's disappeared, but I'll find him. But that still leaves the girl. I've decided to terminate her and make it look like one of a series of sex killings in the area. This would completely secure our operation. What operation?
0: Maybe just because they're sex workers? Maybe. Like how the
3: guy on the other end he goes, Burke, I don't know you. <laughs> like, you call them by name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: John Lithgow, he's just so like formal with everything. As you recall, I, I suggested our meeting of June the 6th. <laughs> <laughs> he's,
3: he's a total psychopath. Mm. Like,
0: I was stayed within a, what do you say, a reasonable margin of an error. An
3: acceptable margin of error. Yeah.
0: I don't think so. There's an accident. Oh, boy. So this is about the time that, uh, yeah, he, had, he talks about how he just erased the tapes. Uh, Jack gets back to his office and finds that every tape he has sound on is all erased. Yeah. <laughs> Berg most likely used some sort of magnet, powerful magnet just erased all the tapes he did have something like when
3: when he took the the replacement tire out of his trunk he had like a magnetic tape the leader i forget what it was called yeah but he had like an actual like device to to erase tapes That's
0: right it was also weird to me how just easily uh, accessible all these (laughs) buildings with great evidence for possible political killings are housed in <laughs> he just basically just walks in and changes the tire and he leaves and right <laughs> so it doesn't seem to be a whole lot of security
3: well, which which works out for everybody who's in on the conspiracy because the guy who gets in you know is is on their side but what if somebody was going the other way <laughs> they had a planted evidence I guess they would just, the cops would just hide it because nobody else is looking at it. Mm-hmm. They're just burying it all anyways.
0: Yeah, a lot of stuff is getting buried in this film.
3: Yeah, I think somewhere in here too, Jack uh, brings his tape to the uh, the police to review and the cop just dismisses him basically. Like, uh, when, when, I think you mentioned it earlier, the thing that the cop was saying to him and i'm totally blanking on it now when they were in the cop's office
0: um yeah so <laughs> he's talking to the cop telling me that it was a wasn't a blowout it was a gunshot and it's a conspiracy and you know, he was murdered and uh keeps on talking about uh you know they did this you know who's they i don't know and the cop the detective says uh could have been a bunch of a couple of ayatollahs with blow guns, they blew out the tire. <laughs> it's
3: a couple of terrorists, mm-hmm. just yeah. He he totally dismisses them. Like he just consp- He he's he's turning the conspiracy conspiracy theory around on Jack to make him look cuckoo
0: bananas. And he doesn't and, like him because of. Uh, The undercover copy got killed and he was also i think responsible for getting other corrupt cops uh, arrested put behind bars so they were good men you know
3: yeah this is like the one cop that acknowledged that he knew that travolta's character was in on the police corruption case
0: Mm -hmm. he said something along the lines of like you put a lot of good men away or something
3: which is funny because it seems like he just fucked up the one assignment he was given <laughs> like, like maybe he had other assignments before that and that mm-hmm. was just the one that you know made him quit but it, it sounded like based on his story that that was like the the only assignment he was given and he fucked it up and like really didn't contribute like much at all to mm-hmm. the entire operation
0: but he says he's still going to do his job and so he tells him to leave him the tape and he calls him back later angry saying why did you leave me a blank tape <laughs> that's
3: right and then he goes back to the studio and every tape is yeah every tape is blank
0: he goes yeah they, they <laughs> erased it <laughs> who's they there is no they he hangs up on them and you know don't call me again so that uh that avenue is closed can't get help from the cops anymore and then Frank Donahue from the
3: Ion News in the City or whatever the fuck the, the station is that he watches the news mm-hmm. on wants to uh, bring him on and show his uh, his uh, film and uh, the tape. And uh, he wants to have Sally on, too. Luckily, Jack saved one copy of the tape that didn't get erased. Yep. Yeah. So he still had it, but he needed the original film from Carp's Place. Mm-hmm. So he but he confronts Sally about it, I think is next. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Sally just kind of caves and like admits that it was a whole conspiracy and she was in on it from the beginning. Yeah. Here's the next clip
1: Sit down. Come on, sit down. I want to hear everything. Just start right from the top. Come on.
4: It was just a job like all the others. i get him into bed and man, and get it all on film. All right,
1: them, who's them?
4: I don't know, Husbands, city officials, mostly small town guys. Why? The money.
1: Oh, you need the money that bad?
4: Come on, you know where I work. I get paid to smile my ass off and show the 27 different color lipsticks they're pushing. You know how much I make? Shit is what I make and I sure as hell can't type so it doesn't leave a hell of a lot, you know?
1: So I did it.
4: I didn't really have to do anything like screw him or anything.
1: Just make it embarrassing, I know.
4: Yeah, right. Anyway, Manny said it served him right. I mean, if a, if a guy stuck his hand in the cookie jar, he deserves to get it cut oh. off. Oh,
1: can't cheat an honest man, right?
4: I guess I wanted to believe it. Just made it easier.
1: Okay, McRyan, what about him?
4: Manny got me into the Liberty Ball. I went over to McRyan. I told him what a great guy he was, and he was very hot to show me. So we slipped out the bag and took off in his car.
1: All right, now who hired Manny to take these pictures? I
4: don't
1: know. But don't you think that Manny knew that his client was planning to shoot out the tire? No. Oh, well, it wouldn't pay to tell you now, would it? Manny wouldn't do that. Well, didn't he want to make an extra buck? Yeah,
4: right. Yeah, because he's
1: making big bucks selling them pictures now. What's your cut?
4: I got paid. Yeah,
1: underpaid, probably. What do you care? I'm sick of being fucked by these guys. That's what I care. I mean, look. For- First Henry gets me to shut up to preserve the reputation of the great governor and then I find out instead of getting Lady gets murdered and nobody wants to know about it. I mean nobody wants to know about conspiracy, I don't get it. Let me tell you something, alright? I know what I heard and what I saw and I'm not going to stop until everyone in this fucking country hears and sees the same thing and you're going to help me. Yeah, you. You're going to find your pal Carp and you're going to get that original film because this isn't any good. I need the original because if we don't get this out and on television for everybody to see. They're going to close the book and any loose ends that happen to be hanging out like you or me are going to be cut right off. So you got your choice. You can be crazy or dead. Either will do.
3: And if I remember correctly, we didn't mention it. Jack went to Manny Carp's photo studio, which was inside the a bridal store, which is in a row of like five bridal stores. This is a bridal district, apparently in Philadelphia. <laughs> and, uh, there was a cop there, just chilling. Uh, Manny was gone, um, but he had just left photos of Sally and other like prominent guys just laying out, you know, that he used to blackmail them. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where Jack figured out, you know, two and put two and two together that they were working together. Yeah. Um, so that led up to that last clip where he confronted her about it. And You could tell, like, she's just so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but she's got to go ask Manny about it now Because uh, Jack's smarting her up That hey maybe maybe He's just kind of using you And uh, you're, you're getting a raw end of the deal
0: <laughs> Yeah um, that leads us to Our last clip Manny and Sally
2: Alright this uh, This nut he, he calls me A couple of weeks ago and uh, He says he's working for some candidates some, uh, some candidate that's interested in getting McRyan out of the race, huh? Sounds like a normal Joe, right? He says he's heard all about our fine divorce work and he offers me six grand.
4: Six? You told me three.
2: Yeah, well, uh, three before and, and three after.
4: So when were you gonna tell me about the three after?
2: After I collected it, what do you think?
4: Yeah, sure.
2: Hey, hey what's the matter with you? You think I'm pulling your leg or something? You don't believe me? Listen, how was I going to be sure that this guy was going to come true? I mean, uh, six grand, that's a lot of money for this kind of a job, huh?
4: I'd say he got his money's worth.
2: He wasn't supposed to die, for Christ. He wasn't even supposed to get hurt. That was an accident, huh? You know, I figured it out later. This nuts idea was to, uh, to shoot out the tire of McRyan's car, cause a little crack up. The police show up, they pull him out of the car. With
4: like me?
2: Yeah, yeah, with you, and uh, and I get it all on film. Some little crack up. He wasn't supposed to die. That part was an accident. How many times I got to tell you that?
4: Manny, we got him killed.
2: Oh, hey, we? Wait, wait, wait. Hey, what do you mean, we, huh? We didn't do nothing, we. I... I was in the woods, you were in the car, I didn't shoot out no tire, you didn't either. So, uh, so please, don't give me none of this uh, this conscience shit, huh? Besides, I mean, uh, nobody is exactly crying over the way things turn out, you know what I mean? I mean? What would happen if the guy had lived, huh? His career was finished, thanks to us. This way, uh, the guy comes out ahead, huh? <laughs> He's a saint, a martyr. Christ, they passed one of his bills this morning. <laughs>
4: You're a pig, Manny. And I'm a pig, too.
2: Hey, what, what, what the hell is with this pig shit? What's the matter with you? You
4: gotta tell the truth before the books are closed to end the Lucenza cut off. Hey, what,
2: what, what are you talking about?
4: McRyan was murdered. And everybody should know that.
2: Are you crazy? We got him killed. Do you want to go to jail?
4: Yeah, but. But I was in the car and you in the woods.
2: Uh, You think anybody is gonna believe that?
4: I don't know, but I gotta do something.
2: Yeah, like just keep your mouth shut and take the money. Hey, babe, listen, this is the biggest thing since, uh, since the Zapruder film. You, I don't care. It's bigger. I mean, this is, this is history we got here, girl. I mean, this is uh, gonna be a goddamn fortune. Listen, it's gonna be in every newspaper. It's gonna be in every magazine. It's gonna be on the, on the fucking six o'clock news. They're gonna build TV specials around this thing, and they're gonna ask a goddamn fortune for it. Hey, hey, don't you understand, sweetheart? we're set I, I don't care man
4: I, I don't want any part of this thing you, you can keep your three after
2: hey don't be such a dope huh money's money
3: just shut up and take the money are <laughs> well, they how they switch positions halfway through the conversation like uh so you talking about we got him killed and manny says what we we didn't I was in the woods, you were in the car. And then uh she's talking about like everybody should know he was murdered. He said, what? No, we were the ones that got him killed. <laughs> and then she goes, No, you were in the woods, and you I was in the car. We weren't, you know, they they totally flip flop halfway through. I like how Manny ends almost every sentence with, huh? <laughs> <laughs> he
0: sure does. I can hear it in my head, just that Chicago accent, huh? <laughs> I mean, what are you gonna do about it, huh? He
3: was uh he was
0: asking for it, huh? He uses it like a like a form of punctuation to his to his lines. <laughs> well he's trying to
3: he's trying to make a statement, but then like get you to agree with him. <laughs> Or like make you feel stupid, like you say something just, you know, not quite true, but like, what are you gonna disagree with them, huh? (laughs) Manny proceeds to try to rape Sally. Yep, and And she uh, uh, breaks breaks a bottle of J
0: and B over his head, and yeah, takes the tape and gets out of there. Jack makes a new film, and he sets it up with uh Donahue. And uh Donahue wants both of them to kind of get basically testify on air, affirm what they saw and to uh provide evidence for the footage.
3: Right. Meanwhile, Burke is lurking around at Jack's place. He reports the murder of the uh the other hooker that he killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does the anonymous the anonymous, uh, the anonymous tip. No, the one at the, the construction site, okay. which is weird now that I think about it, because I think they, they, was it already on the news by this point?
0: Yeah, I thought so. so but thought he called well, it maybe in. Maybe he was talking about the woman in the bathroom, maybe. but
3: No, but that didn't happen yet. Yeah,
0: that's right. Anyways. Um, uh, yeah, he has uh, his phone bugged. Yeah, he puts a, puts a wire tap.
3: It's like the wire. Have <laughs> you seen the wire? <laughs> it's just like it. <laughs> <laughs> so he he overhears Jack's conversation with Donahue. And then he knows Donahue's going to call back later. And he crosses the lines, which is a thing you could do in 1981. <laughs> so, oh, mm-hmm. so that his phone didn't receive the... Uh, any incoming calls
0: just sent out a constant busy signal
3: and uh burke ends up calling sally pretending to be donahue and sally doesn't know because sally doesn't watch the news
0: Mm
3: -hmm. surprise (laughs) surprise
0: she's not very well informed
3: you're telling me that sally doesn't watch the news (laughs) yeah she's not very worldly which is weird because she's a Basically a call girl. Mm-hmm. I guess that's her side hustle, though. She works at the makeup counter at the mall. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm true. sure she makes more money
3: doing that. Her she makeup's her the data. side hustle. <laughs> she says, I, I don't make shit. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to type. It's like the beginning of Reservoir Docs. <laughs> <laughs> I got two, two words for you. Learn to fucking type. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah burke sets up a, a meeting at the train station with sally you know pretending to be donahue and he gets bored he's there early he's looking for something to do and he sees a hooker setting up a date with a sailor who uh is apparently between stops and uh
0: he just strangles her for fun After he only has 20 <laughs> minutes and 20 dollars not 40 minutes and 40 or 60 minutes and 60 dollars <laughs> He only lasts like I don't know thirty seconds, and then it was like it was her fault and a bad thing, and he only gives her (laughs) ten. Clearly, fuck you for doing your job so well. You only getting ten. Clearly, she's too good at her job. (laughs) And he's a sailor and been away for so long and only been around men. Well, isn't that why you become a sailor? Is that not?
3: Is not is that not a true stereotype? <laughs> is that still a thing? The the stereotype that like you, you the navy is like gay dudes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess you'd have to talk to some seamen. This,
3: that, that was the that was the stereotype for a long time, wasn't it? Like they're all like secretly yeah. gay. <laughs> yeah. And like they'd always like be singing and dancing while they were cleaning the ships. I don't know. Maybe that was just like Hollywood doing musicals in the fifties. But
0: it it reminds me of that uh, bit on Family Guy where it was like Peter's basically running like a USO show for the sailors, and he brings out uh, Bruce Jenner. (laughs) (laughs) And Bruce Jenner is still Bruce Jenner at that time but he's wearing like a polo and shorts, but he has a feather boa on yeah. and he's doing like some line dancing. He's like, I just want to show you boys what you're all fighting for. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing a burlesque show for all of them. <laughs> Everyone's whistling and <laughs> cat calling. <laughs> and then it was funny because a uh, family guy later, I think replayed that same bit. And then, I think they put some text in are like, see, we predicted this back in like yeah. 2011 or something. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen
3: that a couple times recently where they played that. It's like, <laughs> look <laughs> at all the stuff we predicted. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, apparently it's, it's not tr- true for everybody, that stereotype. That's... <laughs> oh, really? Anyways. So like I was saying, Burke got bored and he's like, I'm just going to strangle a hooker just for, you know, <laughs> just before uh Sally shows up. He has
0: to make it a series of killings.
3: <laughs> That's right. He's only done one and he he's almost <laughs> got Sally in his grasp. So he needs to do at least one more to make it a, <laughs> a series. Two is not enough. Yeah. It's gotta be three. At least it's gotta be at least three. So, uh, anyways so sally shows up at jack's place and says donahue said meet me at the train station i tried calling you but it was busy and jack's like what are you talking about i've been home all day everything seems fine on my end and uh he's all paranoid so he makes another copy of the the film and the tape mm-hmm. and uh or he makes a copy of the tape at least i don't know if he, he didn't
0: have time to do yeah. the film but, uh, yeah, he said he didn't have a. Uh, I don't think he had time for the film, but he made another copy of the audio at least.
3: But it's funny because he, he convinces Sally to wear a wire after the horror story that he told her earlier. I guess he figured out how to make it sweat proof, or maybe she's like I said, she's she's a woman, so she doesn't sweat, or maybe she's too dumb to get nervous. <laughs> One of many things could be true, and then like Jack's just like he doesn't even like ask her if she knows who Donahue is or who or what he looks like or you know what Mm -hmm. he said to her like because because what she said Donahue told her seemed to be different than what Donahue told Jack, and it, it seems like a red flag I guess which is why he put a wire on her
0: yeah but. He says he's gonna stay close, but it just kind of gets out of hand again, basically.
3: Right. Because Burke immediately ushers Sally down into the subway. Mm-hmm. And uh Sally doesn't even think she just goes with him. And she doesn't even think to like say where they're going, you know. So like Jack can't follow because he loses sight of them.
0: Well, she does try uh say so, like what what she asks what train is this, and then I think she does call it the destination, but it was too loud because the train was going by right so jack couldn't hear um so he he tries to kill her right in that subway and then there's somebody else there that would have seen so then he uh, burke gets her on the train and they're going to go downtown to the the liberty day uh or liberty bell jubilee it's the liberty day parade yeah
3: jack proceeds to drive through about three-fourths of the parade route
0: yeah i love these uh those aerial shots they have of him racing to try and catch up because he's going to he thinks he knows where the next uh, where their destination is uh because they do talk about seeing the fireworks and so he thinks they are just going to be close to wherever that parade is yeah but um yeah this whole ending sequence is phenomenal i think i love it the way it's edited and shot put together a lot of tension Especially found it funny actually, uh, where he's driving through the parade route and then he crashes, and then all the people nearby they almost just hit show so much concern for him. Mm -hmm. Somebody get an ambulance, are you okay? Are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) Like, he literally almost ran over like 100 people. (laughs) Like, that happens today. That guy's getting dragged out and beaten within an inch of his life.
3: Oh, yeah. I wonder how long do you think he was unconscious because it was daylight when he crashed and then it was nighttime by the time he woke up in the ambulance
0: yeah i was wondering about that
3: and then like he gets up and he pulls the bandage off and you can't even like really see any cuts like there's blood on the bandage but like there's like no cut on his forehead Mm -hmm. (laughs) Where it was i thought i thought that was kind of funny yeah uh, obviously like burke has yet to kill
0: um sally Mm -hmm. because he started listening again
3: and uh he ends up on climbing up these stairs to, I guess it's the roof of a building next to where a replica of the Liberty Bell was, uh, being staged for the event Mm -hmm. made out of pennies donated by orphans or something. I forget. They said it on the news broadcast at the beginning. I see what it was, but, uh, yeah. Then he proceeds to
0: strangle Sally as the fireworks go off right after he, uh, Took all the tape, wrapped it up, and threw it in the water. <laughs> so he destroys the, the the master tape.
3: Guess what, Sally? I'm not Donahue. It's like... Wish there was a clip of
0: that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that seems like something he would do. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's not obvious. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why are you doing that, Donahue? Well, guess what? My name is... Burke.
0: (laughs) I'm exceeding my mission parameters. And now
3: I'm tying up the loose ends with this wire
0: around your (laughs) neck. (laughs) Uh, She does fight him off briefly. uh, Just enough for her to stand up and. Scream and look out because she well, she assumes that he's close by, yeah, you because know, he told her he was going to be close by. And uh, she uh, Jack kind of sees her at the top of the stairs, so he rushes over there. The sound drowns out, and it's just slow motion and it's just score, yeah. He rushes up there. And Burke's about to uh, mutilate her, I guess, with the ice pick, but she's technically already dead. Uh, John Travolta grabs him from behind and stabs him.
3: Stop stabbing yourself! Burke. Stop stabbing yourself! <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> so he kills Burke and and Sally's dead.
3: There's a pretty sweet shot of the of him holding Sally's body as the yeah. camera panned around with the fireworks in the background. That was
0: pretty sweet. That's where Michael Bay got all those shots from.
3: I feel like the new Wonder Woman tried to do that with the invisible jet, but it just looked like shit.
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, you could tell this one in Blowout was rear projection, but it still looked really good.
3: Yeah. It was, it it was uh, definitely uh, a, a
0: great shot. I love that. And actually, the the music, so like the score's playing, and then basically when he's holding her, the music changes tone to more of like a piano melody. And that uh, music was taken by Tarantino and used in Death Proof. Cause I always like recognized it, I'm like, what is this from? And then I watched Blowout and I'm like, oh <laughs> that's kinda random. You can just use some of this in <laughs> death proof. It's for I believe when uh remember in the beginning Jungle Julius texting some random guy you never meet? Yeah. Chris Thomason or something? Yeah. He's like waiting for you to get here and he keeps on showing these close ups of the, the text messages sending and this music is playing in the background of that. Okay. And then the jukebox clicks on and Music drowns it out, but
3: have to look for that next time I watch Death Proof again. Because I know what you're talking about. I just uh, I can't think of how the the music goes. I know that scene, that famous scene, (laughs) (laughs) the famous scene of her,
0: yeah, unrequited text messages (laughs) with a subplot that goes nowhere.
3: I gotta say the ending of this movie is pretty depressing. Cause it ends with yeah him using the Sally's real death scream for his shitty horror movie. Mm-hmm. And the director just like creaming himself about how good it is. Well, John Travolta looks depressed as fuck.
0: He looks loopy too. Like he's, um, he's out of it. He's either on drugs or just so distraught from everything. And he's sweating really profusely. <laughs> Yeah, good scream, Good scream.
3: It's it's weird that he would be like, "Hey, I got the perfect scream," and then it's like, (laughs) like every time he hears murder, I recorded like, like this is from the murder I witnessed (laughs) of this person who became a a good friend of mine after we were, uh, you know, involved in this tragedy together.
0: Yeah, it's weird that he gets away with everything scot free, like crashing in the parade and. He doesn't talk to the police at all about Sally's murder because the news talks about how Sally's the one who uh, killed Burke, right? The serial killer's life came to an end whatever, when uh, his victim uh, fought back and uh, killed him. So they just assume that she stabbed him a bunch and then he strangled her and then he died.
3: Right. Well, I wonder, um, I wonder if they cut him a deal, you know, obviously they don't show any of this um, explicitly, but you wonder if, if he was cut a deal that they would not link him to the killing of Burke, if he would just drop all the conspiracy stuff about McRyan, Ryan. And so like he's just totally defeated at the fact that, you know, he couldn't overcome the, uh, the power of the conspiracy and expose it to everybody. And now they have yeah. something over him so that, you know, if he were to try to expose it, that they would just take him down like one way or the other.
0: Yeah. I think it's because the, when Burke threw that tape in the water, that was the, the real, that was carp's video. Yeah. And so all he had was like the pictures he put together. And like he said earlier in the film that people would just, you know, say that I made it in a lab, which is true. Um, So they wouldn't really believe him. So he'd be discredited that way. So he can't blow the lid off conspiracy and, Forced to just go back to horror movies. He'll probably kill himself in a couple of years. Yeah. He'll record it though. <laughs> <laughs> He'll get abstained.
3: Or clintoned. Well, what what's the better verb? Clintoned. <laughs> <laughs>
0: suicided. <laughs> He'll get
3: suicided.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> president's a murderer didn't you know that
3: <laughs> that was public knowledge it was a, it's a known fact <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is one of my favorite clips and they were talking about it on the, the always entertaining midnight movie cowboys podcast which we should let our listeners know that you and i are going to be guests on soon that's the word on the street we plan to record uh this weekend and then i'm not sure when the episode's going to come out but uh we are talking about two horror movies i won't say which ones because a lot of times they like to keep their like movies they discuss a i guess a secret or under wraps until they post it maybe it's not a big deal and they just don't care but
3: (laughs) (laughs) they probably just don't think to announce it
0: yeah i
3: have a feeling they they decide like the day of recording or the day before a lot of times so like they they don't really announce it until after it's recorded and then by that time it's on its way
0: out to release anyways sure i could speak for you as well that we are very excited about that so yeah look out for that coming up in the next few weeks i would expect yeah
3: i don't think we'll be too controversial that they'll have to take extra time to edit out
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah gerald won't be on so they probably won't have to edit too much anything else before
2: we get into fun
0: facts
3: no i think we can uh, we can move on all right
2: hey everybody here's some fun facts
3: well on the way to the airport the driver of the van containing two reels of footage of the liberty parade sequence stopped at a dunkin donuts leaving the van unattended it was stolen while he was inside and the footage was never seen again the crew had to return to Philadelphia just to reshoot the entire scene at a cost of $750,000. And cinematographer Vilmos Sigmund, Sigmund was no longer available, so he was replaced by Laszlo Kovacs. So, way to go, van driver. <laughs> <laughs> of all the scenes to fucking lose the parade scene, like the probably the most expensive sequence in the movie. Hmm. Oh man. Well,
0: um. Maybe you can uh, shed some light on this one. So I'm a little bit unfamiliar. The ending of the film, where Sally's recorded scream from a murder is dubbed the scream of the actress in the horror movie Jack is completing, alludes back to the urban legend concerning the song "Love Roller Coaster" by the Ohio Players. Do you know anything about that?
3: No. I I, I know the song. But... Yeah. I don't know what they're talking okay. about, what they're
0: referencing. Maybe I'll have to uh, dig a little deeper. <laughs> I don't know about this. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't even know what that would be referring to. So it says here, in 75, when the Ohio Players released Love Roller Coaster, uh, featured on their album Honey, Myths had legs because you couldn't simply debunk something instantly by looking at it up on your phone. Okay, Love Roller Coaster became the subject of a particularly ghoulish rumor upon its release that someone was murdered in the adjacent studio while they were recording the song, or alternately that someone was simply very badly burned while they were recording. Depending on which version of the rumor you've heard, something very bad happened during the session, and that very bad thing might have been the best thing that could have happened to the song. There's a scream apparently in the middle of the track at about 1 minute 24 seconds on the single edit, or 232 of the album version, someone lets out a scream. It's not a piercing scream. In fact, it's pretty low in the mix. You almost wouldn't notice it on the first listen if you're not paying close attention. So I'm trying to get down to the, uh, down to brass taxi, if it's real, <laughs> I'm guessing not. <laughs> so nobody was murdered. Um, certainly didn't get t- caught on tape. The owner of that muffled scream is in fact Ohio players, keyboardist Billy Beck simply adding a bit more flavor to the track via some joyful noise. Much to do about nothing, if you ask me. Sounds like it. But I'm sure it was a big uh, rumor for a while, a big deal, back in the 70s. So there we go. I learned something today. There's no VH1 back then to debunk that type of stuff. (laughs) Indeed.
3: Here's a fun fact. Uh, Quentin Tarantino stated in an interview that his film is his favorite Brian De Palma movie. In fact, Tarantino cast John Travolta in Pulp Fiction because he liked his performance in this movie so much. Mm
0: -hmm. Sounds reasonable. The 30th Street Station, uh, Pennsylvania, where Burke murders a hooker in a bathroom, would later be used as the film location as the murder scene in Witness from 85.
1: Here's a fun fact.
0: Manny's also watching Brian De Palma's Murder a la Mode from 68 on TV before Sally visits his apartment. Which is nice. I haven't haven't seen it yet, but that film is a special feature on my Criterion Blu-ray. So I'll have to check it out sometime. The use of a split-focus diopter lens is evident in
3: several scenes, in particular the sound recording scene and the hospital scene. The split-focus lens is attached to the main lens, and it affects only the left or right portion of the main lens's view. This changes the focal distance of part of the image, allowing objects at two distances in the foreground and background to be in sharp focus.
0: Also Brian De Palma loves using it. <laughs> yeah. We didn't even mention that there was more split screen in here. Did we?
3: No, I think I, I was going to, and then we kind of skipped over it.
0: Yeah. Not as much as in just a kill. I don't think, but there's more early in the movie. Like uh, yeah. when he's, like
3: there's uh, towards the beginning, he's he's kind of making copies of all his sound effects while watching the news. Uh, and they do it there. And I think they do it again when he's recording in the park.
0: Here's another fun fact. So we were right about that uh, body of water is a creek. Um, the scene where the car goes into the water required the building of a 60 foot long, 15 foot tall dam to make the water level high enough, which is something you were wondering about. It's pretty deep for a creek. Yeah. Um, shooting that scene took seven days. under the gaze of environmentalists, the producers had to make sure the creek was restored to its natural state. And then apparently, the underwater
3: components of the car crash on the bridge set piece were shot in a huge tank in California. So they must have done that, what you read about in the uh, the creek, uh, for the you know exterior, mm-hmm. you know outer shots, and then the underwater part was in the tank. Uh, Nancy Allen suffers from claustrophobia and hence had a hard time with being trapped in the car in the underwater scenes. Then her husband said, trust me, I cast you to play hookers in all my
0: movies. This is the way it has to be. Here's another fun fact. The anchor man on TV is played by Dave Roberts. He was a longtime weatherman for Action News on WPVI-TV in Philadelphia, retiring in 09. He's the father of actor David Branis. Brianna's
3: Brianna's,
0: yeah. Burianus.
3: he was in uh, some TV show. Okay, uh, Bones was he in Bones? Not sure. Uh, this is the first film in which Brian De Palma used a steady cam, so that's interesting. What did it say? It's the first film that Brian De Palma used a steady cam, he used one in Dress to Kill. Well, that's not what IMDB says. <laughs> well, that's full of shit. 94 of 98 found it interesting, so it must be yep. true. Well, all those idiots are wrong.
0: They <laughs> did it a year prior. You better go thumbs down that. Mm-hmm. I was watching part of the making of Regress to Kill, and they used Steadicam in that little shots in that museum sequence um, to make sure that she was never too far away from the camera and always in focus. Uh, She would held onto a rope that was attached to the cameraman. Oh yeah. So she would never go get too far away. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So like she's holding onto the rope with like her um, left hand below the view of the camera. Mm -hmm. Um, I see here that Burke was modeled after G Gordon Liddy leader of the White House plumbers that became central players in the Watergate scandal. I was trying to think. He wasn't uh, one of OJ's attorneys, was he?
3: I, I know that name from something else, but... Like, it definitely recognized the name. Was he in uh, Watergate? That's
0: what it... <laughs> Maybe. Well, that's what it said. It says that became Central Players in the Watergate okay. scandal.
3: I'm thinking of somebody. There's another attorney for OJ Simpson who had a, a, a first initial and then uh, used his middle name. I think he died last year.
0: So in here, Jack mentions working on a fictitious movie called Bordello of Blood, which we talked about, but which was actually an unproduced screenplay for an exploitation horror comedy about a private detective whose investigation leads him to a brothel run by vampires written by Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis in the 1970s, which despite admiration from John Milius, wasn't produced until 96. So a little more background on the real Bordello of Blood
3: right uh the slasher movie sequence that is being dubbed at the beginning was shot by garrett brown on his own invention the steadicam he was so skilled and fast on his feet with the rig that the crew struggled to keep up with him including the focus puller when the slasher holds up the knife in front of the camera and stabs the security guard that too is garrett brown holding the knife as this was the only way to get the shot to work
0: so they went straight to the source Hmm. in the french version john travolta's voice was dubbed by gerard Depardieu.
3: here's a fun fact the scene in which jack is telling sally about how a battery leaked acid on freddy corso when he was wearing a wire was based on an incident from robert daly's book prince of the city brian de palma is interested in directing the film based from that book I think we just ran into each other but uh one last one nancy's nancy ellen said she wore rabbit's foot around her neck throughout the entire film as if her character was superstitious oh nancy
0: <laughs> oh
3: what are we gonna do with you you think you're
0: a well, real actor that's sort of weird. <laughs> well we won't be talking about her for a while because she's not in body double and she's not in the car if i recall no, I don't believe so. So yeah, we're gonna do body double next, followed by the car. Um look out for that MMC podcast episode and just look out for any MMC podcast episode. And uh why don't I let you tell the folks at home about our lovely merchandise?
3: Yeah, you can head over to WTM springcom Check out our WTM merchandise. Got a ton of selection, different items, different designs. Um, just a lot of great stuff out there, and you can help the podcast out and uh represent with some cool
0: merchandise. Indeed, you can reach out to us. You can email us at at watchthismovieyahoo.com. Please follow us on Twitter at WatchThisUnderscoreMovie or Brett at PositivelyWolf1. We can check out our website at WTMWatchThisMovie.com. And please rate and review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and many other podcast apps. We will check you later.
1: Guess we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye. Later. Why are you always such a dork, man? What are you talking okay, about? Check you later. Check you later. Hey,
4: man, you off my case. Oh, I have this dream about doing makeup for movies. You I know, mean, like I've seen these big movie stars like Barbara Streisand, you know? They don't do her right.
3: No.
4: I know how to fix her face.